If you don't like what we tell you to believe in, we'll kill you. Yes, hello. Another fine case of the money. 1137 on the Beast Coast. This is the good stuff. The right stuff. Men of our race are still being born with the right stuff. Can you believe we sat around for 40 minutes not doing a show? Jewish apocalypse. This is why we can't do prep. We we did nothing for 40 minutes. Yeah. Because when I I ended prep, I was like, 1058 on the Beast Coast. And now we're starting tedious and it's 1137. Yeah. But I had so much funny stories to tell you that aren't for public consumption. You had to hear. Yeah, you had many to hear about it. If I can't, if I don't tell you about it, I'm gonna end up recording a podcast about it. And that'll just be talking about bad looks. Talk about yeah, the optics war. Bad look, but yeah, you can't air well, stuff like that. But it's trust me, it was really funny, and you'll never know what I'm talking. about. I could yeah. probably figure it out, but that's fine. Uh, no, not the other thing. thing. No, I can't, I can't believe that guy's actually gay. It really surprises me. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, so. What are we going to talk about first? Uh, Dan Applebaum? I want to do, do this first, goddammit. I want to do this tick mm-hmm. history thing, analyzing Nazi anti-Semitic propaganda at the 450 mark. I want to do that one. All right, we can do that. We can do that. We can start right off, off with that with something neither of us are prepped on. That's okay. Let's just do it. Let's... You don't You don't need the prep. You just need the reaction. Okay. The, my brain is the prep. I mean, I think that being steeped in anti-Semitism, you'll be able so to react pre- appropriately. And it goes in a funny direction. At okay. least it'll be funny right. for us. So who is this guy? So he explain four minutes. This, this guy's uh, tick history. He does like a lot of World War II history stuff. Uh, he appears to be some sort of some sort of brainlet from uh, Kazakhstan. Oh God, is very uh, pale. My the worst kind of brainlet. <laughs> brainlet. Oh, you're, you've already lost me. Like we're doing history on YouTube. Like I'm already out. There's actually a, there's been a, there's a couple of channels that are okay, but they they keep actually having problems. Um, t- even when they try and stay apolitical. That's what I'm saying. Like you yeah. can't get anything on YouTube because like the the Adolf in the room, like everyone, yeah. we have to pretend it's not there, or we have to work around <laughs> and, and it, or you, we have to do things you, that aren't true. When you run around it, when this you is funny. Though. It. We get some. What are these Jews? We get some nice funny pictures here. Who are these guys? Silberstein, Morgenthau, and Silberstein. I don't know why it's not Silverstein. Is that how you, is that how you spell silver in in German? You put a well, B. Sure, in? whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think that's how the Spanish do it. Yeah, Beep. I mean, who knows? But so this so is. So I'm, I'm at 4:22. Is that where you want me? You should turn off the closed uh, caption. Try, try like around 4:50-ish, because he's gonna go to the oh, next image. I thought you said the next four, image. We, we, we okay, eventually went a very funny direction. I don't feel like we've been properly prepped. So he's a brainlet from from Britain. He does World War II videos. He seems to have a an ideological trajectory where he used to be a socialist, and now unfortunately he's turning into a brain dead libertarian. So he's doing that bit. He'll probably be, maybe he'll become a Nazi in a few years, or who knows, though. I don't hold that much hope for that. That was something that happened when there was a greater degree of freedom than there is now. Um, well, he does conclude this video by telling Nazis that they should they should read Murray Rothbard. Most of us have. I've read Murray Rothbard. Exactly. Most of us have, bro. Because we didn't come, because, yeah, anyway, I could explain that trajectory. There's He's pretending definite... that Nazis don't understand economics. That's Connect. 
a really, really icy cold. That's one of the coldest takes, I think. <laughs> I'm like frigid now. I'm literally shivering. That's so cold. But yeah, let's do it. Let's. This should be fun. With business and money, which money. ties directly into this one. The caption reads, The God of the Jews is money. To earn money, he commits the greatest crimes. He will not rest until he can sit on a huge money sack, until he has become the king of money. Okay. So the word Börse means Borsa? stock exchange in oh. German. So this Jewish person is at the stock exchange, along with other Jewish characters in the background. The National Socialists had this idea that the Jews ran the stock exchange, with okay. Hitler saying exactly that in Mein Kampf, which we'll come back to. But is that... here we have a Jewish guy in a... If you're hearing my voice right now, something has gone terribly, terribly wrong. Unless this is just how you want to live. Who am I to tell people to stop listening to free content that's constantly interrupted, that has to deal with my voice and whatever audio quality this is going to come out in? Who am I to tell people that they should be getting behind the paywall at the right stuff dot biz slash paywall? Especially if they're not white, which I assume that's what, what you probably are if you're hearing my voice right now. This is... That's just that's just my assumption. I could be wrong, but I mean, if you're not white legally, you do have to tell me that you're not white. This is. I told Sven that I'd I'd record some commercials for him, and at first I thought I was going to put some effort into it, but then I realized, why don't I just ramble in the dumbest way possible and force you to listen to it? Because that's what you're doing right now. You are listening to this. What it, Mike was probably saying something very interesting, something very insightful, and now you're listening to me. Is this really what you want? Is this is this how you want to live? Do you want to be non-white? Because again, that's I just assume that's what you are. You could always fix that. You could rectify this problem by going to the right stuff biz slash paywall and getting yourself a subscription, and then you'll never have to hear me again, you know, unless I'm filling it or something. True, or and you not. can tell he's Jewish because of the stuff. Did he make it up? Well, you can tell Where's the story bro, based? Bro, hold is on. Is the story based? You can tell this guy is Jewish for a lot of reasons, other than just the, he doesn't. The Star of David could have been omitted, but still, like, yeah. Anyway, that's kind of Star funny. Star David on his book, and he sat on a bag of money. The word <laughs> "geld" means money in German. Money, gold. and that's why there's tons of gold coins all over the floor. It actually just means gold. You can <laughs> see the crown as if he's the king of money, and on the other side, the top hat. Now, well, this guy's really analyzing the, the uh, semiotics here. This guy's a master of symbols. He's decoding <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, wow, these blatant. You notice how like it's like this is this is all Julius Stryker stuff, right? But um, it's like uh, this is he doesn't need he doesn't need to label everything like Ben Garrison does. He just labels some things. Just relabel everything. Come. That's what I want to say. <laughs> ah, don't do that. Don't do that. Please, well, please don't do that. Right? And at some point in the video, he actually finds the meme where you've got the Jew who looks like the penguin and then points out that people said the penguin was anti-Semitic <laughs> because of that, that propaganda piece, that meme. Mm. I like those Ben Garrison edits where they just change everything this is to come. some real – yeah, I don't, those don't are really do that funny. to Julius Stryker's cartoons, please. Uh, even though Julius well, Stryker's cartoons were kind of lowbrow. Well, I'm saying like, like for the, the, the guy doing this analysis would get more out of that than he is it, doing this, I think. Right. He's totally out of his depth. And... Well, the thing is, it, this is clear. Like, none of the... Like, these cartoons that Julius Stryker did were... I mean, I'm assuming these are coming out of Dristermer and, and Stryker. They're very much the style of his cartoons. 
But um, if they're not actually well, sitting his, here, is, sitting here and trying to analyze them like he made this stuff up or these are all imaginary issues that are a lot. It's just like, just fuck you. Well, just like, go look yeah. at the cum comics. Yeah, go talk yeah. about Joe Biden and shut right, up. Right, right. But my point is, go that complain it's about funny. who's who's the prime minister over there now. Like, what what irrelevant retard is Richie Sunak? Yeah, it's like go talk about him for but a while. He's a conservative. He's a, okay. he's a brown conservative. Anyway, hold on a second. My point is, what's sort of funny is that he's analyzing these cartoons as if people don't get it immediately, viscerally upon looking at it. Like you look at the cartoon and you see it. Like you don't. Like the, you sure, if these you cartoons didn't exist, no one would think that Jews are greedy or that they run financial that's systems. That's not even my point, though. No, no, that's, he might as well be saying that. No, if not for these cartoons, we would just be getting along with them just fine. That's not what he's saying. No, what he's saying is. I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I'm trying to put the worst light possible no, on this no, person because he's is, not one of us. No, what he's doing is. <laughs> I can immediately see he's wow, just wowing. Yes. What they're saying, and he's not. He's not saying that like this is causing problems for Jews or anything. He's saying, look at how absurd. Uh, this is this is this is how you know like how bad they were because they had these bad attitudes about oh, capitalism. He, he will do the standard bit. He will do the standard but, bit where, where he explains to you that the Jews were overrepresented in finance because they couldn't own land. They couldn't. Oh farms, my God! You, no, they, they had to be money lenders. Put that plow like, down. Take right, my money and yeah. start a bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I want <laughs> give just, me back that shovel, you kike. Thing, I'm, <laughs> yeah. yeah, go charge me usury, you fucking Jew. I don't, How dare I don't you? need you plowing this field. What are you trying to plant seed? Get get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Take my gold and put it in a bank and charge me interest. <laughs> anyway, what's what I think is funny is just the the midwit level of let me actually break down like the the very in your face and obvious symbolism in these cartoons that nobody really needs to. It hurts. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna get to the really important symbolism if if you play right, it a little. Right, right, yeah. This guy looks a bit sickly. But <laughs> why is that? How have they Tay-Sax? managed to convey a sickliness to this guy? Get ready. Is it because he's fat or is it his nose? You know what's going on. Well, maybe you didn't consciously notice this, but oh, I'm sure it's I did. not a coincidence that he has green socks and purple shoes. The money is kind of green too in the middle, and the background is green with purple shades, as well as his tie, which contrasts with the green book and green suit he's wearing. Well, a good way to get you to understand this is to look at something similar. In the Warhammer universe, <laughs> Nurgle is the demon plague god, and he and his followers are often shown as predominantly green god. with purple innards uh, to represent gross. their the sickliness, disease, as well as pus. And the reason why is due to color theory. This Adolf Hitler, he was a big Warhammer 40k fan. This dude is lord of midwits like this are these is- trannies <laughs> this is like this is like the, the god of tranny like this is my open wound with my guts hanging out i am i am no, i am woman is, hear me this roar is, this, this is, is my like, fistula yeah well, these are like fistula demons actually i always thought that this is like this is like trannies, this is like body by dr rumor that's what this is it's this- like it's like when when you become a tranny you think you're a slanesh demon but you're really a nurgle demon <laughs> you didn't realize it because yeah your purple guts fall out anyway uh, yeah, wow. you can tell that this guy is a British nerd because he sucks. Color scheme makes you think of sickliness, dude, bro. Like, well, it's... here's why he's a midwit because this isn't necessary. 
No, this is this this and this this he looks sickly. This is him with very obvious shit that doesn't need to be said that everybody picks up on. There was <laughs> intuitively and and it's clear he doesn't need to be doing this. This is what Midwit's explained yeah. the obvious as the if midwit. It's the there genius, was a Midwit guy. Yeah. The Midwit YouTube Red Letter Media hate boner guy that was suggested into my thing. One of his things where he was trying to dunk on them for being stupid was like he was telling us how in the original Star Wars trilogy when Luke went to like the Emperor's office there to have the fight with Darth Vader the color scheme of black and red meant he was entering an evil space. I was like, holy shit, are you serious? You mean it was dark and the dominant color was like, it was black and red? And that that meant it's like reminiscent of like hell? A dark color scheme with a lot of red in it? It means evil? Holy shit, that fucking went right over my head. Dude, Next, you'll tell me that, like, I'm tell Darth Vader was his father oh, or something. Oh, oh, oh. It's like a reference to the blood god, man. Oh, my God. It's, it's hell. When people... When they went under the Cloud City to put the, the Han Solo in the carbon, notice all of a sudden everything's dark and, like, orangey red tones. I was like, wow, bro. Dude. Never that, picked up on that. These guys are going to call them color theories. Oh, hey, Goy. Herschel here. Are you listening to a free fag episode of The Daily Shower? Do you need a small personal loan so you can afford a paywall subscription? I may be able to help you out. For the very low price of just $10 a month, you can listen to Mike finish his talking points without annoying promotional bits like this one. Log on to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall and pick the payment option that best suits your white man's agency level. E-checks, money order by mail, or cryptocurrency. Support TRS's efforts in shutting down yids like me. Sells because, color. like... Color color cells. Just color cells. Because... Like, we get it. Like, you don't need to explain that which everyone intuitively gets. I look at that image of the Jew, I pick up on all of it. I, I get see. it. It's an anti-Semitic cartoon that is linking a, a disgusting Jew with money and decay. And now you're so, linking it to a disgusting demon, and I appreciate that. That's going to yeah, work. I, yeah, I like the fact that you're drawing these parallels, I guess. It's like, this is worse than the but, uh, <laughs> this is worse than the banking goblins from uh, What's-Her-Face. <laughs> yeah. Rowling. Pay yeah. for the Jewish guy on the bag of gold. <laughs> if you want to paint someone as being diseased, then you've got to put green with purple somewhere in the picture and oh, will subconsciously oh imply this. Maybe consciously you didn't even notice this, but no, I noticed. The- I noticed the green and purple shoes. I was like, that's kind of weird. Okay, that's subconsciously what it's doing. If we go back to the previous picture with the two Jews talking to each other. Notice that they're also wearing purple clothes. <laughs> I know the one on the right is in red, but the coaty he's wearing blue. Look, blue and red. Guy. Now, now you're forcing your color theory <laughs> you're, you're now on like, the rest so of us. You now you're just reaching, you're stretching. Yeah, you went down this color theory rabbit hole because you wanted to seem smart. Notice that they have big giant hook noses the, the, you and weird see, smiles. Yeah, there's a lot of actual they're just dysgenic dis- looking. Yes, there's a lot of easy to pick up on they look like imagery aliens. here. That yeah. doesn't need to be explained. The Jews look ugly and sinister. That's on purpose. Let's move on. Oh forward. my god, the title of this is Analyzing Nazi Anti-Semitic Propaganda Imagery in the, and then in the parentheses so nobody falls for it in the future. Mm. Again, like it tells you, he's implying that there wouldn't be anti-Semitism if not for these clever cartoons that like tricked everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, bro. Mm-hmm. He's wearing his purplish. And parts of them, the book or the faces or the tie, are either yellow or green. 
So again, it's subconsciously indicating that they're diseased. Here's the Jewish guy trying to sell the red material to the woman, and he's surrounded by green. He's got a purple tie, and his outfit is purple and green. Me- I'm going I'm to, for those not watching, his outfit is not purple and green. Meanwhile, it's brown. She, his suit is it's brown. brown and like, yeah. Is I think he's just trying. I think he's trying her to like. Dress is purple. He's trying to like. Yeah, her dress. He's trying to like Mandela. Is it Mandela effect? He's trying like trying to make you see things that aren't actually. He's gaslighting there. you. He's gaslighting like, you. Her dress is purple. This yeah, guy, her dress is purple. Like, bro, you're going. See, yes, this the is background. A yes, the background is pale green. Is like a sickly green. That is true. But that's all he's got here. Yeah. Additionally, and it's the drawing of the Jew's facial features and his body language. Additionally, like I, I'll say this, and, and the and cross if, in the corner. If, if I'm lying, okay. If I'm lying. Uh, go ahead and correct me. I could be lying, but oh damn it! The colors in some of these cartoons might not be as original because these cartoons have been released and re-released in different editions and potentially touched up with colors or repainted. I don't know. Maybe this maybe this is exactly how they were in the original. Maybe some of them were black and white. I don't know. I've seen different versions of them. I've seen different editions that print them with different. Would they look slightly? The shading looks different, or the colors are done differently in yeah. different ways. So. It, it's like these are old cartoons. They were probably much more washed out in the original newspaper they came out in, and when they printed on modern acid-free paper, the well, colors pop. It's just the colors just aren't um, what they what he says they are. That's they're the most also like that's got that juice. And I'm, yeah, again, but my my point is, doing the color theory analysis is fucking dumb. Like, who cares? The message is clear. You don't need the colors. You can you can have them, I guess. Maybe they're part of it, but they're not totally because that woman's the good Aryan woman's dress is purple, mm-hmm. and the Jew is wearing a brown suit. He's teaching you the color theory behind this so you don't fall for this propaganda again and do another holocaust. Yeah, but the problem is he's making this is to help, This is to help get, immunize you. This is to give you a vaccine against does he, have, does he have any color theory for, like, holocaust propaganda? I want to see if he actually picks it's up like, on... Don't, don't fall for another blood libel, Goyan. I want to see if he... Here's how, here's how you can spot holocaust propaganda and lies about your people told by Jews. Like, is he ever going to do it? I want to see if he picks up on somewhat, what's some more obvious color in this one, or if mm. he doesn't, because I have a feeling he's going to overlook it. Yeah, she's wearing purple as well, but that... Don't! That blue breaks up the green from Dude, the purple, the, and uh, that separation you, is... You blew it! ...enough to prevent you from thinking she's diseased. You blew it! Another photo where the He missed it! Said, there's an obvious color theory imagery to that fucking picture, yeah. and he totally missed it. What if are you he was gonna at? do, the he's red, got blood on his hands. Are you yes, fucking kidding yes, me? Yes, the red like, dress. It's so obvious that that. It's like I thought. Yes. The midwit doesn't even pick up on the. <laughs> dude, this isn't even midwit. I was seeing I was seeing that as the the red represented sinful degenerate behavior, which is yeah, but this, it's, it's also the, it's the sexy red. Like, what would you make out of uh, the red? Yeah, that's, that's also what I was thinking. yes, that's very good. He's trying to. I sell was thinking her. of sex, not violence. Sorry, well, but again, it's both, right? He's <laughs> right. Being a color theory guy, you should have noticed that it's centered in the frame. That's where your eyeballs are. Kind blood of on the hands is very good. Well, though. the That's fact that there's good. a bright red object right in the middle is like clearly drawing your attention. I think it's both. I think it's both. And look, now we're doing midway color theory. No, but so they, they both work. <laughs> well, he's got it's because it is both. It's there's an image, but it's not. Blood, it's not he's like also trying to take this traditional. <laughs> now that you picked up on it, right? She's dressed very trad. He's like, here, dress like a whore. Wear this yeah. red dress. Yeah. That's what's going That's on. That's what You're I absolutely got out right. Absolutely the photo right. where the caption says, oh, God, just look at coat. these guys. The louse infested beards. The filthy protruding ears. <laughs> so we have lice and... 
filth, but we also have purple guy in the middle with green <sighs> guys around him. Hold on, and the guy let me just the- say something. I lived in New York City. There are Jews in New York City that look exactly like this, mm-hmm. and yes, they smell bad, and they probably have lice. Even though they're all rich, they actually are filthy. Their hygiene habits are terrible. So there, there is theorizing around this type of propaganda. He doesn't mention this explicitly. He kind of implies it, but really it has more to do with like a, a moral purity theory. Yes. No, he's missing like really obvious stuff. Like why – like look at all their facial expressions. Look at their facial features. This is pretty annoying, huh? All this can go away. You bought a paywall. Rightstuff.biz slash paywall. You can use crypto, e-checks, mail in a money order, or even use your credit card on Sven's Odyssey channel. The link will be below in the show notes. That's the rightstuff.biz slash paywall. Look at their posture. Look at how they're scheming together. Look at how Germans are portrayed next to them. Like, the Jews are always hunched over. They're always looking like they're scheming. The Germans are always... Standing tall, proud Aryans, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, come on, dude. Like, it's very, that, it's like, why are you not, why are you, why are you even picking up on the most obvious shit? The right has a green beard. I don't know many people with green beards. So again, it's all about disease and plague. Oh, uh, well. Then we get the actual food the green beard the in, in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> What's that? Oh, yeah, Lord of the Rings. Green beard. Tree beard? The tree? Yeah. Here's a mushroom. Here we we go, get to the actual front cover of the book itself, the poisonous mushroom. So the Jews are depicted as being a poisonous mushroom, but also a deadly disease. Again, sickly. Not too much purple in this one, but definitely an indication that they're sickly. And to me, the most obvious one is this one. Three purple guys with one green Jewish guy. The whole picture is basically green and purple with the green uh. backgrounds, the purple hats dangling above. Now, the lady is in blue, like the lady from the other one, and there's a red cloth hanging from the window, so maybe it's the same woman. But again, subconsciously, it all implies disease when it comes to the green Jew. And the Jewish guy is saying, people are always saying that we Jews cheat other people, that we lie and deceive. Not a word of it is true. We Jews are the most decent people in the world. So the Jewish guy is trying to persuade the Germans that he and the other Wait, Jews are, the, the Germans, are not... A- the Germans here are in purple. Yeah, I don't... It's a, it... Dude, he, this purple-green theory is really <laughs> fucking stupid. It's like, bro, there's so much more obvious, interesting that's, that's, things that's to comment you, on. We get a lot out of this guy's videos. Sees the way that he's hunched over and has okay. exaggerated features. Like Finally, he gets note. to that. Those features aren't exaggerated. Yeah, it looks just like they Harvey completely, Weinstein. I mean, yeah, they completely crazy. fucking square with like how they look. He looks identical that's the thing. to Harvey we Weinstein. We have Jews just like that in our government right now. Well, that's a picture of Harvey Weinstein. He, he like, like Julius <laughs> Stryker, like, precognitioned. Well, who's the who's the fat little uh, congressman from New York? The little munchkin, Jerry Nadler. Jerry Nadler. Just, Jerry that's Nadler. what I see right yes. here. It's Jerry Nadler. Looks like Ozen, and the fact that he's the only man who's not clean shaven. It all indicates that he's lying when he says this. So right. Nazis are yes. implying that the opposite is true. That you shouldn't trust them. That they always cheat. Wow. People. That was kind of their entire programs. You shouldn't trust these people Whoa. and let them have power. He understood that you're not supposed to believe that the Jew is saying. 
that. Yeah. Look at a little splinter. Ugh. I don't know how that happened. Anywho, okay. This color shit is All that they lie and deceive and that they're the worst people in the world, etc. That's what the National Socialists are implying. This one is a bit more subtle in the color scheme. There's not as much purple. That's not subtle. <laughs> now it looks wait, like wait, a, okay. So hold on. Now it looks like a Star Wars oh, character. That's uh, what's that little thing? I'm sorry. The the thing that oh, like yeah. alerts them to the getting with the money of getting away in the Millennium Falcon in the first one. So, the elephant looking thing. The thing that's that's in the prequels. The, the actual anti-Semitic trope. Oh, Watto. Watto. Yeah. 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 The. So hold on a second. The, the funny thing is, you you can play some more of that. No, I want to keep playing this. This is fucking killing me. What's funny <laughs> here is that his idea of like this one's a little more subtle. It's nothing subtle about that cartoon. He thinks it's subtle because there's not much green. <laughs> <sighs> Dude, I don't care about that's, the fucking stupid Star Wars shit. I don't. It, that's okay. that's I don't him. Even know what that is? That's a guy from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, some, it's something I don't care about. <laughs> Notice that it has a little bit of green underneath the nose there. Yeah. Oh, what's he saying with that? Every time I see this is a new thing. <laughs> oh, dude. Look, oh, he's wearing he's wearing purple. Purple and oh, there's a little red here though. That's okay. We'll just we'll, we'll just brush that, that aside. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll like just do some just so storytelling to get rid of that. But like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> that like, this one's a little bit more subtle. That's not subtle. Roof is purple as is the bag of sweets, but again, he's got green glasses, a green hat, green <sighs> scarf, green shoes. He's just got drip. Even his hand is a yellow green. Now, his outfit is red, but this <laughs> contrasts nicely with the pure, innocent blue color. Oh, my God. Had he been in purple, so tedious. that wouldn't have worked as well. This is when we live to our old name. This is, te- this is tedious. Oh, but this is not subtle. Look at what the caption says. Uh, here, kids. I have some candy for you, but you both have to come with me. Ooh, that's not subtle. This is a this is groomer shit. Yes. So that's why they've chosen to use red rather than purple for his coat. But it's a dingy red, Dude. which implies oh my god bad blood. And the Jewish guy says, "Here, kids. I have some candy for you, but you both have to come with me." It should be obvious what they're implying here, so I'm not going to go into any more detail. I thought you said it was subtle. Why don't you, do you, why don't you, why don't you explain what they're implying? What does this refer to? There is going to be more pictures, but the final slide I'll take from this website shows like this a lot. Baptism didn't make a Gentile out of him, huh? Large Jewish person who has converted oh, he's to ca- Christianity. Yeah. You can see his Bible here. Oh, hi guys. Here's another pre-recorded interruption. Not an actual interruption. I'm just here to remind you, we need you to go ahead and pick up a subscription at the rightstuff.biz slash paywall. You can use money orders, you can use crypto, you can use e-checks, you can even go to my Odyssey channel, Uncle Spend's other tone stream, and you can use your credit card on there to get around the Jews' uh, banishment of our banking services. That works. So you can do that until you can't. I don't know. But thanks. We'll be right back to the show now. Again, green and purple is in the photo, implying (laughs) a sickliness, although because he's in black. It's not a photo. well, 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 hold up a damn second. Purple and white, yeah, that's that's a he's, that's a priestly vestment. He's dressed in like a striking black and I guess gray. Purple, pants. white, and gold. There's no those are, those are regal colors. Yeah, the purple is almost priest. the priests wearing priest costume. Yeah, as if he's the origin and the source of the sickness. And it says baptism didn't make a gentile out of him. Remember before when we said that that's, the Jewish that word goy meant someone who isn't Jewish, <laughs> but it also meant Gentile or heathen. 
Well, the National Socialists are saying that his conversion to Christianity hasn't made him a non-Jewish person. In other words, he's still a Jew, even though he's no longer practicing Judaism. I wouldn't assume he's not. Kids that That's the thing. Just because he got baptized doesn't mean he's not still right. practicing Judaism. That's the point there, guy. It's their race that matters most, not their religion. That's correct. Why don't you yeah. ask them and see what they tell you? Yeah, yeah Jews will say here, here we go. There's no purple here, though. Or green. What are we going to do? The poster. This one says that it's the Jews' fault for the war. And a massive finger is pointing out the Jew, who mm. literally looks like the penguin from Batman <laughs> There's been Wait, accusations. How can we know the penguin isn't supposed to be sickly in that picture because it's kind of black and white theme. I'm not seeing greens mm. and purples in that picture of the penguin. I guess there's some purple accents under his eyes maybe a little bit. Yeah, but still, it's not over. It's not hitting me hard. I'm looking, yeah. you know. But yeah, I don't think the penguin is meant to be supposed to look sickly here because it's just not, too, not enough purple. There's been accusations that the portrayal of the penguin in the film... His face has a fine, like, rosy hue to it. He looks lively. Yeah, it's not... Virile. It's not, he's not... It's not anti-Semitic. No. It's not sickly. It's not sickly. anti-Semitic, and I don't think that this poster helps too much with that. But the thing here is that <laughs> the National Socialists are saying that it was the Jew who started the war. Well, that's true. It was. And what is the Jew? Which war? All of them. Wearing a top hat, a black suit, and he's hunched over as if he's scheming. <laughs> This one says that the Jew is a war instigator. That is literally Harvey Weinstein's face. It's amazing. That Jew, that Harvey Weinstein just has that phenotype. That must be just the genetic. That's that sleepy Jew. Yeah, that's that. that the sleepy that, like that bulbous, fish like, lips. The, the, the bulbous Jew, right? The big fucking like big mouth bass with the yeah. fucking that's taking a nap. Or yeah. prolonger. So if you want to know who's behind the war, guys who started it and he's keeping it going, just pull back the curtain and you'll find the Jew. Well, that's just that's true. That's so the true one then, implies the today. same thing. The words say, behind the enemy forces is the Jew. Yeah. yeah. So behind Correct. the curtain, which is British, American, and Soviet, is this Jewish guy wearing a black suit and hat. But why is he behind the war? How can the Jew be creating and prolonging the war? What are they implying? Is he just wow, just wow? Does he have any does he now go, insight does into he now this? To say he's going to start to go into some things. He just basically says that that's just absurd on its face. I won't even... What's no. happening here? Well, this is a poster that the Nazis made for the Soviet Union. The Jewish guy is sitting on a bunch of skulls with his diseased hands playing with gold coins. Okay. But just look at this for a second. So... There's red flames, or steam, coming from the sack itself. And from his hands rises this large smokestack. Right. Now, maybe it's from behind him, but I don't think this is a coincidence. The implication is that the war has been started and prolonged by the Jews and their money. They've done it all for money and profit. Unfortunately, I've tried typing the words into Google Translate, but the middle word doesn't come up, so I'm not sure what the message is at the bottom. I'm, I'm sure my Russian viewers will tell us, but I think the overall message is clear, especially when we tie it with this one. <laughs> Again, I can't translate this from the Russian, but I think the picture itself says enough. 
Yeah. You've got a Red Army soldier being manipulated like a puppet by the Red Army Commissar, who's being manipulated by Stalin, who's being manipulated by the Jews. This is a perfectly accurate so portrayal of what happened. behind the Soviet Union, behind Marxist socialism, is the Jews. But notice that the Jew isn't wearing a comrade's outfit. He's no. not wearing overalls like or a, a worker's get-up. He's wearing a suit and tie. He's completely different than the others in the photo. And if we think back to the other posters, this is the guy with the money. This is the guy financing the war, pulling the strings. So this poster is trying to tell the Red Army soldiers that they are, in fact, puppets of the Jews who are the ones financing everything because they're the ones with all the money, right? This poster is called the wire puller. All right, Alex, when does he actually Does he have get any analysis the, or just going to wow When does he get into time? the more because he's getting boring oh, if, you, if, if, if he wants to forward, I mean, yes. go forward I don't want to watch just, all 30 minutes He's going to start to get into some ideology here and it gets when? retarded. When? What's the timestamp? Because I'm getting very uh, bored We could go this. to where he starts talking about Karl Marx. Because he's going to reference Karl Marx and Karl Marx being – basically the, the narrative he runs with, socialism is anti-Semitic. Therefore, if you're a socialist, you should reconsider your positions because being anti-capitalist, being a socialist is effectively just another way to be anti Go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall for your subscription today. Semite. And he likes warrant? <laughs> She's my cherry oh. pie! It's at, oh, it's here's my. I right see marks. I see marks. I see marks. No, no, go back. Just play, play where we were. Because right after oh. he's pulling the strings, he starts to go. He, he goes into the whole thing about the the, the Jews. They were they weren't allowed to to be uh laborers and stuff. They had to be usurers because the Christians they, they 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 banned usury, so only Jews could do usury. The whole anti-capitalist narrative is wrapped up in anti-Semitism because that's where it emerged from. The development of commerce in the 18th and 19th centuries transformed the economic status of some Jews, leading to the rise of two prominent and contradictory stereotypes, that of the Jewish banker and that of the Jewish beggar. Anxiety and disgust with the cruelty of capitalism could too easily be distorted into anti-Semitism, with figures like Rothschild used as representatives of a system that ground down millions of people, not simply because they were powerful capitalists, but because they were Jewish. Some of those victims of capitalism were, of course, Jews themselves, and often economic migrants living precarious lives, but What's stereotypes the are not What rational. is the evidence of that? At the same time... I've heard that before. I, I've never seen anybody prove that. Kevin McDonald actually like disproved that. He does some good work talking about how the idea that um, Jews uh, migrated from the shtetl for like economic, like because they were yep. poor, is just not true. Like they weren't poor. It was poor press Jews. They migrated to like find new places to exploit. So the, the, those poor Jews were being oppressed by the other Jews. So therefore, it wasn't like it was just a Jewish project. To well, one thing Jews McDonald's does Nazis. say is actually that um, there was like fierce competition amongst Jews in the shtetl for like the exploitation to be the ones to exploit the local goy labor. So they actually did have to leave because there's only so much you can do in one area. But yes, they. But when they moved, uh, they always had the, the networks uh, to support each other. 
So Jews were not like this idea of poor Jews is nonsense. Like they they looked poor, and some of them still today look poor, but they're not. Like those Orthodox kikes look poor, but they're not. As Jews were being shown as grotesquely wealthy capitalist pigs, they were also being depicted as hopelessly devious beggars, leeching off society. And remember before, when we said that the Jews were seen as separate from society, well, we discern in Judaism a universal anti-social element of the present time. So the idea came about that the rest of society, society as a whole, should rise up and fight back against the universal anti-social element, the capitalist Jews, the bourgeoisie. The immediate aim of the communists is the same as that of all other proletarian parties. Formation of the proletariat into a class, overthrow of the bourgeois supremacy, conquest of political power Dude, by like, the He's like putting on an evil voice for Marx is also falling really flat. I think he's going to explain bourgeois here. Well, hold on. Can, I, can we be done with this? This is, this is causing my brain to die. That's what my kids used to say. Can I be done? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they don't want to eat anymore? Yeah. Like, I'm kind of... I get where he's going with it. Um, he's going to he's going to imply that the, sort of the distinctiveness of Jews is due to the exogenous forces exacted upon them by the cultures that surrounded them. Like, they were yeah. kind of just forced to be these distinct yeah, that's people. That's a Jewish narrative. Yeah, they're forced yeah. to be the same thing they are everywhere, regardless of what society they're in. Right. <laughs> and through, like, through, for centuries, in many different cultures around the world, across different continents, they do across the same different thing. languages, everywhere different religions, go. the same complaints arise. And and the other thing is this. Um, the analysis of what's so interesting to me is not this guy's video, but generally speaking. Well, there is something interesting about it, but it's not his content or his analysis. It's the fact that he is centering in his analysis, and by becoming a Rothbardian libertarian, he is actually falling for the bit really hard. Everyone else is wrong but the Jews. Like, think about this. This is ultimately what you find yourself saying. When you actually go full bore with the idea that anti-capitalism is anti-Semitism, then you actually conclude that it's wrong, like just that, that, that because, but it's like, is there, is, is anti, like to keep the Jews out of it, is anti capitalism worthy in its own right? If your only attack is, well, when you attack capitalism, you're also crossing this taboo where you don't analyze why that taboo exists. And you're trying to underhandedly use it to stop people, to, to stop people from being socialist. It's it's very similar to it's it's a very conservative kind of move, which is like I can't on my own explain the position, so I need to attach it to to a taboo you believe. But then why are you why center the Jews? If everyone around the world, this is ultimately the question everyone that that gets into this ultimately asks themselves. You're saying there's all of these forces that have all been anti-capitalist, and you're now saying because that's all bound up intimately with anti-Semitism. This is pretty annoying, huh? All this can go away. You bought a paywall. Rightstuff.biz slash paywall. There are Jews that say this too. Okay, so what? So what? Okay, fine. Why, why not just be okay with that instead of saying, like, no, 
you know, you have to not do it because why is this one group's interest in being overwhelmingly represented in capitalism and setting the rule, the ground rules of how, you know, exploitative usurious capital works? Um, you're saying, well, because the people that attack that are also attacking Jews, we should not attack it. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, no, most people are like, no, the system is rotten. The people at the top are rotten. Rather than like, uh, oh, we can't go there because uh, it's it seems just like an underhanded way of using well, another. It's like a historicism to explain why they are in those positions, which is sort of like okay, so you're excusing them based on these historical factors, but doesn't that kind of imply that maybe there is something problematic right. about right. the structures Cause, cause, themselves that they're in? Right, that's another point. Is like if the structures were, if it was fine, you wouldn't have to make an excuse for it. Like nobody, so, nobody yeah. whose whose ancestors were farmers or fishermen are are like making excuses for that. Now, oftentimes people will say, "Well, they had to do that to eat food," but that's just the truth. Like, there's no excuse making there. There's no farmers and their corn. There's no corn Like, There's no. There's no. Like, if you say, "Yeah, you know, my relatives," like I was from Norwegian relatives, so they were probably fishermen, right? Because that's what most people in Norway were, were occupied no, a with. Fishmonger. Right? So my thing is, like, doing the fishing, say, or are they pickling the fish? If I were to say, well, they're probably doing all of it. Or I say, you know, my ancestors were fishermen, labor? but Primitive. but but hold on, before you before you get mad, they had to fish <laughs> because they needed food. <laughs> Okay, so it's like they had to fish because Jews wouldn't let them run banks. Right? Yeah, like yeah, that's actually the better narrative, right? It's like it's like they wanted to run banks, but the Jews were like, "No, get away from the bank. Here's your fishing pole. Get out in the boat. We have to eat. Goy, we catch got, us some too. We need some tilapia. Get out there. Oh, it's fish tacos. And it's really fancy fish. You got to go out and get us those really fancy tilapias, right? It's really expensive. Uh, yeah. Right <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta go to the sewage treatment plant I just, I just love that like we have yet another person doing historical analysis of the woes of the 20th century and the takeaway is alright the first priority here is how do we stop all this anti-semitism yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, why, it's like maybe you think that like maybe stopping anti-semitism is like the whole problem like these problems keep persisting because no one wants well, to no one wants to man up besides Hitler and be like hey listen What's interesting? Well, here's the problem. <clears throat> well, if you had finished his dumb video, he would tell you, to, in order to break out of that Marxist socialism or national socialism, you should really explore Murray Rothbard and Thomas I've, Sowell. I've explored both. There are topographical evidences of maps of Rothbard and Sowell. I have like I have yeah, I, have, a, I, I, don't, I have like three books down by the pool. It's really kind of invisible I've, handy. I think I've like thrown most of those books out. I've got a few. I've left, still got but... the soul books because they're actual books. The Rothbard books are just made by these fly by night print on demand libertarian yeah, shit because yeah. like literally no one wants to read that trap. Oh, you know what? You go to Peaksville, New York. There's a used bookstore where I put most of my Mises Press books in one day. They, they I, bought them up? No, they just like. Oh, they just took them? I just think like, there wasn't room for them in the trash. Like, all right, we'll put them on the shelf. I don't think they gave me anything. Maybe, yeah, I, right. maybe somebody might come in and buy them, but why would you I, buy I, those? I got, I got one more finisher, one more video from this guy. We don't have to go very far with it, Ooh. but you get to see what he looks like, and then oh. we get to make Mike mad with what he's going to say and where he's going to go. Oh. This, this is this is the video. It's a uh, this guy's already just like the problem is that I start to fall asleep. Should you? Oh, oh God! Right. So what what timestamp do you want? Wow. To start to start the video at the beginning. The start. eternal Ritball. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Brit. Should you read David Irving's books? Can you trust what he wrote? Oh my god. <sighs> what other books does he have on his bookshelf? Jews say you can't, way. therefore I don't. I'm going to answer those questions for you today. Now, many of you have asked my thoughts on this, and so has my patron, Craig Heinrich. Say Behemoth? He like, he likes, he's, an Adam Dar- he's, Hitler he's an Adam Darsky fan. I thought that was a band. Dude, he's yeah, no, that's, that's just the guy, the front man's name is Adam Darsky. That's Nurgle. That's how you get a big titty goth, right? How yeah. many books on Stalingrad does this dude have? I'm seeing one. Is that like a series? Four, six. It says Endgame at Stalingrad. Armageddon at To the Gates of eight, Stalingrad. He's got eight at least that I can count now. Oh, there's one over here that says Stalingrad. Yeah, there's two others over oh there. Oh my god, look at all these Stalingrad. Yeah, books. yeah, like what is this guy in Stalingrad? Like I thought this guy was Apparently he does a lot on Stalingrad. People have told me it's good. I. So far, I'm not impressed with his intellectual output, so I wouldn't know. I find this guy incredibly unimpressive. Like, I wouldn't watch this guy's video just I don't, because... I don't like he, Stalingrad. irritating. My favorite word is... My favorite city name is Vladivostok. Also, if you read, like, eight books on Stalingrad... It sounds like a noise same, a machine would make, and I think that's what the Soviets intended. Vladivostok. If you're, gonna, if you're not going to get a different point of view, why have eight books? Why not have just one book from the point of view, and then you know what that point of which is basically the ruling the ruling point of view, the point Ooh. of view we all, all already know. Island of Fire, that's a cool title. But yeah, Savage Continent, Savage. I hope you get typhus and die. That's from that's from Savage Continent. It's different mm. from Savage Nation. Nice. Craig read some of Irving's works, but then found out about Irving's career, and now says. I don't know if what he writes can be believed. Since Yeah, he got sued by Jews and stuff. Or no, he's sued. Oh, hi. Here's another interruption that's pre-recorded. Go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall and pay for a subscription. We need your support. We need your help. We can't do this for free because we're Jews. Sued and lost. How did it go? Yeah, he sued. What's he sued. Yeah, he sued. Many of you may not know the issue with Irving. Let me tell you a quick story. Deborah Lipstart wrote oh a book God. called Denying the Holocaust. This is actually just like really pisses me off because the whole thing, the whole narrative on this is such a lie. It actually upsets me. It's like, look at the, does she look sickly in purple? That is like one of the better shots of her. Like she doesn't, even that, Deborah. which is not great, is actually <laughs> a better shot of her than you, what she really looks like. If you... Deborah, Wait, you look like a Der Stormer cartoon. What are you doing? Bring up just like a random Deborah Lipstadt. Like just, just go to. I don't YouTube. want to. Just this is it. open. I have to change windows yeah, know, to do that. Annoying, which do she it. said that David Irving was a Holocaust denier. David Irving then sued her and her publisher for libel in what is known as the Irving vs. Penguin Books Limited trial. Oh god, the Penguin! Sounds anti-Semitic! As part of their defense, Penguin Books called upon historian Richard Evans as an expert witness who had just written a book. Dude, Evans is a piece of shit. He's a liar. He's so full of shit, this guy. They should put the the wrong Richard Evans picture up there. (laughs) Called In Defense of History. Evans examined Irving's works for two years, compiled a huge report on him, and successfully defended himself during cross-examination. What was the defense? Like, he's an anti-Semite. I like the fact that in no other situation... People are so evil. In no other situation is the... is historical research and analysis left up to a court decision. Only in the context of the Holocaust is 
court deci- are court decisions used as evidence? See, Richard Evans will explain that David Irving's not actually a historian. Well, what is and he? So I'm just, I'm just right, going to yeah, go with Richard Evans. He doesn't actually do research. Right, he doesn't actually do research. So why should I listen to Richard? Should I, can I trust anything Richard Evans writes? Because here's my thing. And this guy, I would say, if a court found that your bullshit book on Stalingrad was false, would you accept that? Oh, my God. No, because it's absurd. It's an absurd way to, to do history. Right. The idea that a court decision, and they and for whatever reason, they all do this. Like, everybody who doesn't question official narratives literally goes to David Irving was proven wrong in court. You can't trust his books because he was proven wrong in court. Why is a court the arbiter here? Why is a court the one that makes the decision? Is there any other historical event where you... you say historical? Yes, historical. Is there any other... We are feminists here. We like girls. We are. Is there any other historical event where the decision of a court is used as the decision maker on what is true or not? Court decisions are facts of history. They are not themselves the deciders of what is true or false in history or what is the what is generally accepted as yeah. the truth. If you are the were the were those women in Salem really witches? Were they? Court said well, so. Yeah. There is in the sidebar this tick history. This would be a poor decision, but I desperately want to watch it. It's an hour and forty nine minutes. It says the curious case of former Holocaust denier Eric Hunt. I don't want to watch that. Oh, I would boy. love to watch that. Right. It's we're from not, Denial we're not to going Defense. Down, we're not going down. That, that is road a ra- yet. I could go that regular privately one day. That but here's be my thing. And if you were to explain to crazy. me, if I were to say, okay, so you don't believe the court decisions that found women guilty of witchcraft, why did the courts? Decide that. Why were these judicial processes happening? Why were they accusing? Oh, well, this was had to do with power dynamics and power relations of the time. Oh, that's very interesting. So we're just immune to that now. I have a historical book on which witchcraft, actually. Well, you know, but you get what I'm. You get the point I'm making, right? Like, so we see at the time, crazy, superstitious old white men yes. who went to church were in charge. I've got that and one. now, yeah, I have that book. now, book on witchcraft. But now we don't have that anymore. Science is in charge. Democracy is in charge. So everything we, the things that we do now are fine. And so, therefore, when the court says Holocaust happened, David Irving bad, that's good because it's not, that was a decision that wasn't come to by superstitious, bigoted old white men. I mean, was. I don't even know that he would say that because, like, that's what I'm saying. I know that's what you're saying, but sometimes these people that do this, they try and, like, people like him, they try and, like, stay away from. The, the anti-white culture wars, like conservative versus liberal crap. Well, they wouldn't and, really say but, anti-white. They would go anti-religion. Okay, they would say they would say religion and enlightenment. They would. I don't. That know, would be the thing. That was what I these people generally do. I don't even know that he would do. say any of that shit. I do. This guy. I know is, that for a fact he would say that. Maybe fine, but whatever. That's what he would I say. I don't think he would make it racial at all. About I didn't say racial. Yeah. I said superstition okay, and religion yeah, yeah, versus science. You're, you're right. You're right. He would say that. You're right. He would say that. My thing is this. And democracy. My thing, my thing would be this: would be like, so if you can go back in time, and you can see that the decisions 
made mm-hmm. by government governing bodies and right. entities. Uh, based on narratives which are no longer believed, right? Um, were wrong or obviously driven by power interests or ideological interests or whatever. But you think that we're exempt from this today? Yes. I mean, let's just like be honest with ourselves. Right now, there's a power dynamic. Jews have the the very fact mm-hmm. that you yourself are saying opposition to the current ruling system. I mean, think about what he's actually saying. Opposition to the current ruling system is anti-Semitic. Okay. Fair enough. You're kind of making the point for me, buddy. If you, it was what he's just saying, so therefore you shouldn't oppose it. You just shouldn't. Oh wow! Here's a great. Hey everybody, Jordan Peterson here. I wrote a book about twelve rules for how to live your life, and I have a thirteenth rule for you. Subscribe to TRS. Go to the right stuff. Biz slash paywall and pick the payment option that best suits your needs. Yeah, I was going to ask him like if you. I was going to one of the questions in mind is like if the Holocaust is so on such solid ground, why is it illegal in so many countries to even question? He's actually got an answer to that question in here. Holocaust denialism, this is in, he's, he, oh, in he's his comments. Well, he's the same words as Miles Power, denialism, yeah. Holocaust denialism is only illegal in approximately 17 countries. Oh, that's it? Okay. But listen to this. Most of these countries are European because Europe never embraced classical liberalism of the John Locke variety, free speech, free markets, and free trade. That's why. That's why Holocaust denialism is illegal in those countries. <laughs> Didn't embrace John Lockism. <laughs> what did Andrew Morsi Loki? <laughs> I think Eddie Morsi called him Loki that one time. All right, but hold on a second. Wait a second. So by this guy's own metrics, Loki. Holocaust good- denial should be should be should be like a measuring stick to see how good a government or a system is right if, but he's not but he's willing he's not willing to own that like well wherever the Jews have power and they can get away with it, they've made it illegal but we're not going to talk about that and, then and the, the, to, the power dynamics the power relations you're talking about no 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 it's just that these people are these people are just these people just aren't classical liberal libertarian conservatives like me we can't talk about like um these guys are we also yeah. can't talk about how like your market outcomes could also lead to this same degree of censorship by by removing because when government doesn't really, you know, when, when people's livelihoods are based on their interaction with private entities, those private entities, like banks and employers, can also say, well, Holocaust denial is effectively illegal from our point of view, so you have to go, and now you can't have food. But, uh, mm. but yeah, so it's, the whole thing is, oh, God, it just, it, the, the, the thing that annoys me about these midwits, it's not even the narratives themselves, it's the utter fucking lack of structural reflection on the system that they themselves live in. Right. It's the utter lack of analysis of power structures. It's the utter lack of analysis of incentives. It's 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 this basic bitch look at like free markets and like money and trading and incentive. It's like you are in a fucking fantasy world, bro. Like as and then taking the court, like oh the court, that's just a neutral arbiter. Really? Really? This was what always drove me mad about the normie mind, no matter whether I was right, left, center, or whatever, libertarian. It was always the lack of analysis that the people in power have motives that are not always, you know, they're obvious, but not their stated motives. Usually people that have these ideologies, 
they're not afraid to say the people in power are of ill intent, but they really don't want to say that they're in, that they're Jewish. Right. That that has anything to do with it. That's usually what is like. Why they're Marxists. So, they're why are they wokies, so They're racist really liberals from from like rich suburbs. You know, it's like all these things. Like it's a you, different you, boogeyman you, group. You'd be faster to call them a lizard man than a Jew. It's very interesting. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's why you got David Icke and people like that's that. That's where that out shit there. comes from. And and they they accuse him of being anti-Semite, even though he's literally just deflecting for them. But then the question would be though, like. I am sort of curious about this one. I always want to ask people, though, that, that where, what, when they draw the line at, like, saying the people in power are Jew or overwhelmingly Jewish or Jews are essentially, through their overrepresentation, running oh, these systems, know. why the pearl clutching on that? Like, why, why, why is that so terrible? Particularly given, as you yourself, the person who's against it, would acknowledge it's a persistent narrative. Why this, why this, you know, and the the reason is because what they're doing is they are performatively copying what they see others do. This is how the ADL handles it. This is how respectable people like Richard Evans, so-called, handle these things. This is how they deal with the topic. So they're just, they're literally monkey see, monkey do. This is a thing that's just immediately. I would like to encourage somebody like this to take a moment and start researching the history of Jews being let's say, uh, kicked out of various places. You should read Culture of Critique. You can do that. Read it. But even, even if you were to just Well, do, this is all socialist stuff. I mean, he would just call Just do like an objective socialist. analysis. Just start looking at all these historical examples of Jews being kicked out. Look at, look at what led up to it, and then see if you notice a pattern. Mm. So you just sent this link for why I don't, why I reject the madman Hitler myth. That's interesting. I haven't watched it. This is no. the kind of thing libertarians are willing. I don't want to watch this because if you haven't seen it, then we don't necessarily. No, know. I'm, just, I'm looking probably... through the. I'm looking through the comments, and I'm getting these like the people that try to cope. People that just people are almost incapable emotionally and intellectually of coping with with Hitler and like really thinking about the subject. They're just so right, because they've been, they've been like, abused. The scary. The top abused. comment. The scariest thing about Hitler is that he's not a monster. The scariest thing about Hitler is that he's a human. It's like, how about the scariest yeah, thing about Hitler? See, all he wanted was he just didn't want his country run by Jews. Dude, you want to know what's The funny? scariest thing about Hitler is you probably agree with everything that he would do for you. <laughs> That's actually funny. But that statement, the scariest thing is that he's not a monster, but he's a person, is probably like the crowning achievement of midwittery. Mm-hmm. Like that is probably like like congrats like you hear congrats like here's literally the Burger King Kids Club crown for you like you are king of midwits like you 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 took something you had seen people say it seems like it's a novelty take but everybody says it and you've repeated it performatively and you probably convinced yourself you came up with it on your own you you along with a million other people take the laurels of being top midwit for the day for that <laughs> like you can wear that laurel wreath around your ears for that you and a million other people are wearing it too because everybody it, did the same thing is it thing. purple or sickly green it's green so that okay. indicates sickliness okay good uh, that's also hey it's your worst possible nightmare it's the sound of borzoi interrupting whatever wonderful talking point mike is making right now interrupting your own train of thought and you're in this position listening to me right now well because you're listening to the free version of this show you're not even getting all the content and now you have to listen to me. Is this what you want? Is it really? This is the, you want to hear this? You want to hear me? That just can't 
possibly be what you want. So if you want to rectify that issue, go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall. You can make one-time donations and get three months, six months, even a year. So why are you doing this to yourself? This has to be especially troubling because I'm not even going to check the audio on how this sounds. So you could also be listening to just terrible audio right now. So why not just stop doing this to yourself and get behind the paywall at the rightstuff.biz slash paywall. Interesting. Green, why is green, like, doesn't green also in, in, indicate vibrance in life? Vibrance in life, yeah, photosynthesis. Like like when things turn green in the spring, everything is I, lush. And, and I'll just skip that video. It looks like what happened is his audience effectively trolled him into making a response. Because he, he had incited people and they're like, why are you defending Hitler? Why are you making videos where you act like Hitler actually had plans and stuff and he was just a deranged lunatic? Oh, I keep forgetting. They think he's evil because they think the Holocaust was real. I forgot about that. I read the comments like, oh, that's right. They think that they, they think that there was a genocide machine in like little fucking underground buildings where they. And gassed. this is like the whole purpose. Of I forgot from from day one. Like everything he did was leading up to that. But yeah. Um. But like, I mean, he they he truthfully identified the problem with their nation, and he looked to remove said problem from the nation. And he lost in the war, and yeah. he was blood libeled. And and if you look, and it's the and it is the fucking, it's the narrative that controls our entire culture. The entire world's controlled by this myth of the Holocaust and Hitler being a madman who just wanted to kill Jews because it's fun. And if you want to read, there are a few books out there you can get that will give you the other point of view, the the German point of view, on the lead up to uh, World War Two. Once you actually understand it, and even people that just know the basic facts of it, the, it, it actually makes as little... Now, they, they say it's the Great War, and or not that's the that's first war, it was the Great War. They say it's the good war. It's the good war, and it's the one good war in America's history or whatever, depending on who you ask. Even, even like, anti-war leftists have to say, like, World War One was correct. However, if you look at, like, the lead-up to the Iraq War, this Ukraine war debacle, and all these conflicts you see that it doesn't really make any fucking sense particularly for america like like why we're doing what we're doing does it's from the perspective of actual american interests and the american people doesn't make any sense world war ii is exactly the same way Mm -hmm. it doesn't make any fucking sense like none of it makes sense and in fact hitler actually comes off when you just look at what happened even historians have to admit this hitler is the one trying to prevent a war Mm. This is actually treated by historians as some underhanded thing. As if it's like the the, the idea that wanting the war is the virtuous thing. Being a warmonger yeah, is um, portrayed as the virtuous thing. Wanting to find a way yeah, Neville Chamberlain to start a war is, is like... Is the, pillory the, is because, like he's the biggest pussy that ever existed on Earth because he wouldn't just right. go smash Hitler right and, then. And then people always then, what they do is they draw from this the lesson. Like when despotism so-called like raises its head you have to be ready to go marching because if you don't then you're going to get something really bad that's never actually it's sort of just implied like oh you get dictatorship holocaust ovens or whatever but the thing is hitler is always portrayed as being bad for trying to prevent war and every book you read on this even the ones from the allied perspective Ultimately, have to spin it this way. They have to spin it this way. 
and the, and and, and the, the the you know when you read it from the perspective of the Germans, you actually see the the Allies and people like Churchill and Morgenthau. You see them as villains. When you're looking at it from their perspective of their heroes, you're still sold the same. You're still told the same thing. They wanted the war. They were trying to find a way to get in the war. They you will read objective histories, or not not objective but like liberal leaning histories of FDR. FDR was trying to find a way to get America into the war. That goes unquestioned. The the war wasn't popular in America in the in the in the initial years. This is a, a this is a, this is considered a stain on the American people. Right. The cap yeah, on what's Jewish face, what's his face is has, a stain on the, the American people. Those that new documentary really the, that whole documentary is about how America yeah. the people you didn't do enough your right. grandparents yeah. were pieces of shit. And, Lazy and asses and thought somebody passed, else would solve this problem. Enough time has passed from this greatest generation bullshit that now they start doing that. So if you if you side with Jews, it's only a matter of time before they start attacking you. They also, for a while, the Poles were portrayed as right there side by side with the Jews in the struggle with them. Then years later, now they were they're attacking Polish people. And the Poles, by being super into the Ukraine war, have given themselves a respite on this. Like a lot of those Jewish attacks on Poland have eased off. And now you're getting Jews coming out and defending Poles as like fighters of Nazism again because they need them for their foreign policy interests with Ukraine this time. But the point is that like it's very interesting when you look at this portion of history, you actually cannot explain why the fuck America gives any fucks about the moves that Hitler was making in Europe. It doesn't make sense. What do you care? What do you care? Why do we have an interest in maintaining this untenable status quo in Europe after the First World War? where Germany was carved up, where every piece, every country surrounding Germany got a slice of Germany with a boatload of ethnic Germans living there, which were then discriminated against, particularly in Czechoslovakia. And what's funny is they actually, you know, uh, they then describe the, the, the regimes that were the most oppressive to Germans as the democratic ones, the best ones. They talk about Edvard Benes in Czechoslovakia Fucking, what's his name? Quigley talks about him like he was some brilliant. The guy was a fucking idiot. He was like the he was like the, the Zelensky of his day. Uh, in fact, his whole government collapsed because he. he anyway, there's a whole thing. I would recommend Hitler's Revolution. I would also that's totally one side though. I would also recommend um, a book called 1939: A War with Many Fathers by a guy named Gerhard Schultz Ronhoff, who was a former German uh, general in the in the 90s. He was a general in the German military. He wrote this book, and he was absolutely panned for writing the book because that book is actually pretty objective. He even says, I'm not a Hitlerite. I'm not trying to apologize for Hitler. The problem is, the problem is, if you tell that story from a fairly objective standpoint, Hitler comes off as a good guy. If you tell the story of Munich, if you tell that honestly, what happened at the Munich Peace Conference, it comes off like Hitler's a good guy. After Munich, Hitler says... Well, you know what the big problem is with what you just said? Yeah. How can you apologize for a man who did nothing wrong? Right. You know, after Munich, that was where they decided to, like, allow the, the thing that happened in Czechoslovakia, right? Or well, that was when Neville Chamberlain... This is why they attacked Neville Chamberlain. Like, he betrayed us in Munich! Who did he betray? He let, the, he let the Germans keep the German parts of Czechoslovakia without starting a war over it, because it was fucking retarded. He was also probably a scumbag that was also just, like, buying time for, so the Brits could rearm. But the other thing is this. Hitler said himself after that, 
he gave a speech. He said, you would think, the way these people act, that a peaceful resolution to this problem was the greatest disaster that ever befell Europe. And the fact is, that is what they thought. That is what they thought. So even like, what's so funny is when you read things, like in, in Stalin's war, Sean McMeekin says, Hitler, in obeying the Geneva Conventions, and like obeying them to the fucking letter, like really, really assiduous in how, how they were adhering to the Geneva Conventions. Well, he was just doing it. <laughs> just doing it for optics. Because he wanted, no, he really wasn't even saying that. It wasn't even optics. Oh, so that, saying, nobody, they, so that the other side wouldn't violate and yeah, abuse he was his soldiers. Wait, what? Mike was going to say what? Did we all miss that? Is that because this is the free fag edition? Go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall for your subscription today. What are doing totally to cynical. preserve his precious Aryan soldiers? I was like, what? Like, way to put a spin, like, as if wanting to preserve your own, the lives of your own soldiers is bad because you want to preserve them because of their race. Well, would it be better to say, I'm going to throw these soldiers into the meat grinder because I don't care about them because of their race? Have you heard Which of Ukraine? Exactly what they're doing in Ukraine. That's what they did in the USSR and yeah. what they would do to America. And in fact, what's the Jewish criticism of America? Americans are way too casualty sensitive. They don't like to see their boys dying. Yep. So that's great. George Soros, a Jew that looks just like someone in those fucking cartoons. Sickly green. Purple. Literally sickly green. Uh, actually, he's more of like kind of a pale. Kind of a pale. He's kind like of a pale. A... He doesn't really have green. He's more like he a kind of looks like my shoulder. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of like a gray, yeah. pale. He looks, looks like, like the sweatshirt corpse. I'm wearing. Yeah. Um, he says... So. That, yeah, like, we're going to go ahead and use the Eastern Europeans for cannon fodder. These Western, Speaking these Westerners, which, these Americans, Western Europeans, they're pussies. They don't want to die in our wars. Oh, where was I? I wanted to watch these, uh... Like, I fucking, this guy, I, it's just so, it's not even, like, the dishonesty. It's, like, the cowardice and the midwittery that bothers me. It's, like, you're dishonest, but you don't know that you are. So here's something I was wondering about. You're supposed to be aware of how propaganda works, how fascist propaganda works, so that you don't fall for it, and then you, I guess, do something about it. So well, if I see a bunch of anti-white propaganda, what am I supposed to do? But here's my thing. That whole thing, be aware how fascist propaganda works, you understand that's propaganda. Like, mind blown. I, I, I know. The thing is, it's like, that is, what that is, you live in a, a, a country and under a government, whose legitimacy and power derive from their victory over Germany in World War II and the subsequent narratives that came out of that, including the Holocaust. The legitimacy of the system you live under, the political and economic system, is largely derived by their own estimation, by their from their own words, derived from that victory. Why the fuck should you believe what they say then? They have an interest. You should at least... Be willing. It may be what they're saying is true. Who knows? But you should at least be willing to examine it with the possibility that they're lying to you. You didn't have a problem saying they were lying to you about Saddam's weapons of mass destruction. Most people didn't have a problem with that. And in fact, at the time, most people didn't have a problem saying, I don't give a fuck about Hitler and Czechoslovakia. Why is that my problem? That's, that was the majority opinion. Overwhelmingly so. Because they didn't care. Because it, because it was rational. Because who cares? It's not your problem. And, and if, if anything, Hitler also, the one thing they're also saying, oh, here's another thing they complain about. 
he held elections and votes for these things, which they would always, which of course they were like, that's, you know, he's just, that's just a dishonest thing he's doing to do that. That says a lot about elections in my country. Yeah. Wait, you mean those are just shams just to shore up sort of legitimacy for the decisions the establishment I mean, makes? I mean, there's a possibility you can, use, you can use an election to sort of manufacture, manufacture consent from the people. Okay. You can do that, right? That's what you're saying? Right. But right. they, did, we wouldn't do that, right? No, not here. No, it would never happen well, the in the United thing States. Is, they, they, they also, in America, they use the fact that elections are usually pretty evenly split. You're not you're usually going over, like, almost no one gets over 55% majority. That's, like, almost unheard of. So they, they use it to show you when elections are overwhelming landslides that they, that's inherently must be fake. Well, that's actually right. not necessarily. Why would that be? Why would why would this why country not be completely necessarily po- true? Why would not? Why would half of this country not be like totally poisoned against their own fucking right. interests? That's what a- I'm saying. It's like because in Russia, so like Vladimir Putin generally breaks seventy percent in the elections there. Um, that is numbers. used as some kind of evidence that that there's something fishy. Why? I can believe that seventy percent, seventy five percent of a country would basically be on board. Uh, in Austria, they, they bitched that like 98% of the people voted to unify with Germany. But it made perfect sense. One, they didn't really see why they shouldn't be part of Germany anyway. Oh, Austrians Jesus. have always had this envy of, the, they would call them Reich, Reich Germans versus Austrian Germans, like the actual German country. And additionally, <coughs> Austria's economy was in the fucking tank, and Germany's economy, the only one in Europe, was booming because they weren't connected. They had disconnected themselves from the systems of capital that had caused the Great Depression. So the, the Austria was literally their economy was in ruins. In fact, the Nazis in Austria were super were actually so exuberant. The Hitler, sorry, Hitler and and the uh, the Nazis in Germany had to be like, listen, you guys chill, like you got to relax because you're actually causing problems. You're you're too like you have to chill out. And we're going. Don't worry, we're going to take the country over, but you have to do it our way because they actually did need to do this wrangling. And of course, when. When the, when the successful thing happens, when the, the German people are reunited, it's overwhelmingly popular with all the German people. And literally, the Nazis actually were welcomed with flowers by the people of Austria as they rolled in. This is actually true. It did happen. It wasn't just propaganda. This was a unmitigated disaster for the West. In their own world. Why? Why would you give a shit? Why would... America, where the Midwestern part of the country is overwhelmingly descended from German. Why would... Th- well, this is pretty annoying. You don't want to hear my voice. You want to hear uh, Mike finish his thought, huh? But uh, you can't because you don't have a subscription. You should go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall. Bag it. They'd be upset about it. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And the very fact that like these so-called big brain libertarians that do these analysis that they, they just find, you know what it is? It's a novelty take of repeating the same shit. It's a novelty take on the same shit. It's like, you thought you were against Nazism as a liberal. Well, guess what? As a liberal, you don't like capitalism. I'm totally against Nazism because everything Jewish I say is the best. That's basically a framing, framing it. Cause he literally says that anti-capitalism is a type of anti-Semitism. Right. And then he so goes on a historical analysis a, to prove that. He's probably right. But the thing is, that should raise some eyebrows. There should be further implications of that that he doesn't explore, which is then why... So, so there's the there's always the basic assumption that goes unexamined. The assumption is that capitalism is good. Right. On his part. 
But don't you see how that viewpoint, the capitalism is good, which you've gotten by reading a bunch of fucking shitty well, books by a Jew. It's also sort of, it's, there's sort of an intuitiveness to it where you, the idea of like, of like working for, working for a day's wage and, and trading this and that, like in my community should be like left alone and shouldn't be dictated to me by some, I mean that the problem yeah. is these guys, like this is a lot of what libertarianism does. It expands that to do like the switch, macro yeah. economy. And it's suddenly like when you have free markets on that scale and you have venture capital run by Jews, you suddenly have a whole bunch of evil and your ideology is not equipped to well, here's the deal lie with what it. They do. Here's the, here's the lie that libertarians do, whether they're lying or not. Some of them are lying. Some of them are just, well, dumb. just deluded. What they do is they take the, um, exchange between you and a local merchant right and they use everything they use that as a metaphor for right. everything and that completely leaves out and this is an out leftists say this marxists say this nazis say this everyone who's not a retarded libertarian says this about their analysis when you do the local man and local shopkeeper and their interactions you are totally ignoring the actual power relationship between local man and massive multinational corporation. Because right. the local shopkeeper you're on equal footing with. Mm -hmm. You just leave his store. But local local man... He's not better than you. Local man has like lost his ability to generate an income because government brought down like unreasonable responses to a, yeah. to a pandemic. So local man like sells his home to like massive Jewish conglomerate for a loss yeah. and now he has to pay rent and, or move away. Like what? What was the what were the power relations there? Like what? And yeah. where in your free market? Where are your free free market ideology? Can you prevent BlackRock from buying up all? And they've right. admit they've and, admit, and how do they've even, admitted how to do it now that they were buying that? up sing, yeah. single family homes everywhere in as order a strategy to manipulate prices. And, right. and how do you as local? That's man, the free market. How do you like walk away from that? How do you vote with your feet on that? You can't. You can't. You have literally no say. Additionally, what happens when you actually have people? that own the capital and therefore are allowed to make all these decisions by your moral value system, which says the people that end up owning the capital morally have a right to it because the, in the, the, in the interplay of, of the market, like they were the ones that the people effectively chose this idea that people choose you to have all the money because you provide the most services. That's fucking bull. It's such bullshit. It's, it's, it's unbelievably retarded. The idea that that would be true. But the other thing is, what happens if they're if they're using their access to all these resources and their monopoly on them effectively in ways that are not motivated the way you say they are? Like they say you say everything is motivated by profit. Well, that's not true. No, they they have other motivations too, just like every person. They have a lot so, of um they start doing the, they start doing the like they wouldn't do that isms too, like when you start talking about these bad things, these bad eventualities. They're like, they well, why would they well they wouldn't do that. They would they'd be shooting themselves in the mud. Like they wouldn't sell a great one is like I don't know. Well, what they, they always say is by they're, they're, they're by, examples like drugs. Like, well, drug dealers don't want to kill their client. Well, yeah, well, they're, well, they're, yeah, they're, their that. narrative. Would, but if they were, if what they said was true, like McDonald's wouldn't exist. What kind of food restaurant would want to would want to give its clientele like chronic diabetes and stomach cancer? Well, one and heart actually, disease. Like, how? Whether they're going to kill their? It's like, well, well, they, the customers don't die right now. Yeah. Here's the thing. You're right. If everyone went into McDonald's, had one bite of a hamburger, and dropped dead, yes, it would be gone. But that's not what happens. That's not what happens. Right? So, uh -oh. so again, you're just, it's, it's literally, it's, it is context denial on like probably mm -hmm. um, the most massive scale possible. And it's just like, well, this, the other thing is like, you tell so you to get an education by, 
by reading like stuff like Murray Rothbard, but libertarians always have an ahistorical problem with their analysis because they their entire conception of where money came from is bullshit. It's made up. Yeah, it's totally it's made, just it's, made actually, up. Like almost all economists, except for the <clears throat> MMT people, use that same bullshit though. Like that is not unique to libertarians. They just they use it. Uh, um, they use that bullshit of like money came from the fact that people needed a store of value to better facilitate exchange. That's, there's no reason to believe that. Um, there, I think it's especially bad for libertarians when you look at where money actually comes from because when you realize yeah. that no, it was about it was about debt, it was about the state creating a way to keep track of who owes what. Yeah, that that kind of implodes the worldview because oh wait, yeah. you mean money is a product of the state? Yes. yes. It yes. is money can <laughs> if without a government the concept of money doesn't matter it's irrelevant it did just it did just come out of nothing it wasn't like oh I need to trade a I need to trade a cow for a chicken so I'm just going to give them these rocks no no. That, no that's total bullshit that's a just so story it's one of the worst and there's literally no evidence for it in history there is evidence in history of oh 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 you don't like interruptions well this is a different kind of interruption this is a pre-recorded interruption to remind you that you wouldn't be hearing this interruption if you would actually pony up, support our work here at TRS, and buy a subscription to the show. It's only $10 a month, uh, un un unless you're using, like, e-checks. Then there's some extra fees, because the e-checks fucking suck. Don't use those. The point is, we need your support. You can't use credit cards anymore. It's kind of a pain in the balls, but we still need you to help us out. And if you're enjoying the content, uh, these silly commercials will go away. We won't bother you anymore if you just do. So go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall, uh, make an order. You can use Z-checks, you can mail in a money order, you can use a bunch of different cryptocurrencies, all which suck and are annoying, but we'll get it figured out. Or you can go to my Odyssey channel, Uncle Spend's Other Tone Stream, and you can uh, give me a donation there and send me a screenshot of the transaction. We'll get you figured out. So, yeah. I guess any second now we'll go back to the show. I don't know when because I don't want these to be quick and predictable so that you can't just skip through them to make them go away. So this one's going to be a little extra long. But yeah, you need a subscription. You need a subscription. Kings or rulers making decrees of, of this shall be this value, and we will exchange at these values. Here's our system. Well, that's yeah. like monopoly money. Yes, all of it is. Except no one accepts monopoly Gold money. Gold is monopoly money. Sound money theory is crank shit. It is, it is literally, it is, that's why people call them money cranks. It's, it's just bullshit. And, and everything Rothbard. Soon there's going to be, comes soon there's going to be no more MMT. They're going to figure something else out. And there's going to be a bunch of cranks that want to return to MMT. Well, MMT. That's just kind of how this stuff works. But like, MMT, so, though, the difference, though, MMT isn't, see, my, the thing I have a problem with. But you see, you see the principle coming on with, like, these people are, they're just like, they want the last thing back. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? saying? Like, yeah, there's yeah. going to be a crew of people. Like, if MMT is ever surpassed by some other monetary theory, there's going to be cranks. Like, why can't we just go back to that where we have that 3% ease of, of inflation that spurs yeah. investment and blah, blah, blah. And, and Well, the reason I like MMT is because it based itself on actual empirical research of how central banks and governments operate vis-a-vis -vis money, which is not something that any that even many classical or neoclassical economists ever actually thought of doing. Like, even, because many of them rely on similar, like, logically deductive structures and, and ideas of, you know, of, of, like, the supply and the demand. I mean, there's some truth to the supply and demand curves, but there's also a lot of other factors that come in. Like, first of all, when if you, if you understand that, well, now you can also see 
let's manipulate supply and demand. This is something in the libertarian worldview that would be impossible because everyone's like some kind of self-actualized person with a, with a perfectly worked out idea of what their demands are. No, and demand can easily be induced. What do you think advertising is? I mean, it's so stupid. And the thing is, much of it is like intuitively wrong. That's why these people loved, that's why really libertarianism is just a fucking troll because so much of it is just intuitively wrong. That it's like it, 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 and it prides itself on that. It prides itself. You've never debated anyone like me because. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's it's a funny thing. But what's interesting is sometimes you, because of this, though, because libertarians are genuinely opposed to what national socialism actually was, I have found that you will sometimes get them accurately describing it in ways that liberals and conservatives can't. Because they might find too many things accidentally to agree on. So if you're liberal or conservative, Jews literally have to keep hidden from you what national socialism was. And it has to simply be either uh, if you're a liberal. Killing Jews. Well, it's just killing Jews. Communism that explicitly kills Jews. Yes. that's For conservatives, it's communism plus killing Jews. For liberals, it's capitalism plus killing Jews. Yeah. In decay. Right. And and the, the, for Marxists... It's in decay, but there are no remains. What's funny is Marx, for a lot of Marxists, if you read some of their stuff on it, it's just ass-blasted. It's just butthurt that they <laughs> lost. Like, they were like, we were supposed to have the revolution, and these Nazis beat us. And there's actually very little about the Jews until later on, where they're just like, they're doing these, these right. fucking monstrous reactionaries. Yeah, they can't compete us. 12.55 p.m. on the Beast Coast, and yeah. uh, I'm ready for lunch. Let's take a break. Come right back with, oh, I have my Ann Applebaum video. This is a horrible detour that McNabb caused. I wanted to do Ann Applebaum. I want to do Ann Applebaum, Apple too. Applebaum. And I, I want to talk about this other thing I was I had. I still haven't thing. even mentioned. It. So you mentioned it in prep without mentioning it, and we still didn't do it. That it's done. You're never talking about that. No, I'm going to talk about. And it. Then we're going to say we'll do it Wednesday. Never going to do it Wednesday. No, we won't do it Wednesday. I'm going to talk about I'm it. Just, I'm going to talk about it. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Daily Show. As racist and sexist as they can be. We're gonna offend you, isn't it funny? La 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 la! 